Welcome to the Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we will do our best to let you know that they're coming. This episode, we saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Wow. In which Benedict Cumberbatch travels countless dimensions and still can't figure out how to do a convincing American accent. Okay, welcome back. As always, please do your best to rate and review us on whatever podcast app you use because apparently it's supposed to help you find us, but we don't know if that works. <laughs> anyway, could you do that for us? That'd be nice. Uh, how you doing, Justin? I'm good. Should I uh, do a little recap of some Doctor Strange action? Sure, let's do that. Okay. Picking up on the events of the WandaVision series on Disney+, Plus, <laughs> Doctor Strange meets with Wanda Maximoff for help finding a young woman, America Chavez, who is capable of punching oddly star-shaped holes into uh, the dimensional boundaries that let people travel I mean, if through If you're going to punch something, it might as well be in a cool shape. True, like something that's on the flag of... America, say? I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyways, Wanda, she's grieving the sons that she lost in the plot of WandaVision, and she has her own plans about she does. what she's going to do when she finds Miss Chavez. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do non-spoilers first, because um, I think a lot of people may still want to see this and not have seen this. That's fair. Um, what did you think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? I keep wanting to call it and, but it is indeed in, in. the Multiverse yes. of Madness. Um for all its Sam Ramminess, I loved it. That part of it. When we get into spoilers, I will talk more about my growing anger. Um, in general, I had a fun time. I really liked a lot of this cast. The action kept up well, and I didn't feel like its pacing was as terrible as it could have been. This is a qualified, I had a good time, I have issues. Totally fair. What uh, did you think? I went in with very low expectations, yes. probably just so that I could, you know, jazz myself up when I was surprised how much fun I had with it. But let's let's just admit it. I am very easily tricked by my own brain. You are. Um, That's true. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I have many of the same problems, I think. But um, yeah, I, the same raminess of it all for me just sort of carried it through. Yep. It just was... I think I was saying to you earlier, if this had been something totally in a vacuum, unattached to any other property ever of anything, I would have just been like, that was a really ridiculous, batshit, crazy movie that I didn't understand if I hadn't seen any of those things, which is another problem. I think if you haven't been watching these things, you're going to be really confused. This one is very dependent on knowledge of things, and yet also, as we'll talk about more later kind of just repeats things so um i wouldn't say repeats so much as betrays but sure yeah yeah there's some weird stuff here that we'll get into i will say just what i was surprised by was the marvel movies often feel so cookie cutter in terms of the action and the sort of staging and whatever and sam raimi like you know we just haven't seen him in a while so i think we've forgotten like oh he really knows how to just like 
orchestrate a scene. Yes, it's just like like you can follow and the action. Cute demons. It's very silly. It's like it allows you to sort of feel like the action can make you laugh and sort mm-hmm. of gasp with sort of like, oh wow, you staged that and you went there. Um there's a lot to like in a way that to me feels like different than the Marvel thing. And I think when we look back on this era of, of the MCU, we're going to think between this and Chloe Zhao's Eternals um, and some of the shows. We'll, we'll get to Moon Knight later this episode. Yep. Like they're trying things, but they're sort of testing how far they're willing to let people try things. Like you can feel the tension of the machine and real people with like voices and authorship and so we're kind of getting these like almost good but sort of like they're sort of like better than to me average but also kind of messy we're in that phase of marvel like everything's just very like messy but also more interesting to me if that makes sense yep um yeah benedict cumberbatch um Still cannot do an English accent. Um, I mean, no, he can do an English accent because he has an English accent. He can't do an American accent. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> See, brain problems today. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, still great. Um, America Chavez, I don't know your name. You, I thought, were perfectly fine and adorable. Yes. Um, yeah, there was, it was... Benedict a, Wong. Yeah, also. Benedict Wong, still great. Yep. This, this had a lot of, like... You know, there's been a lot of discussion about, was this too violent? Like, was it not violent enough? That's been the very boring conversation on Twitter. I'm like, this is a very, like, perfect PG-13 movie. If you're, like, you know, 10 or 11 and you're sneaking into this and you're going to be like, oh, that was kind of, like, uh, felt a little, like, subversive and dangerous. I sort of, like, appreciated that, that that, that happened, at least. Um, yeah, I just mostly had a lot of fun with this movie. I came home. And Dave was like, uh, how was that? I was kind of giddy. I sort of just really enjoyed the experience of watching it. Um, all right, should we get into spoilers? Yeah, let's get into spoilers. Yeah, it's going to be too hard to talk about. One uh, star-shaped uh, hole in the universe. Uh, Two hideous betrayals of your character. <laughs> three, uh, were there dinosaurs? I saw dinosaurs in the trailer. And You're really I, obsessed with the dinosaurs. Are you sure it wasn't a Jurassic Park thing? I've been trying to research this thing? online, and I'm like... Nobody is like talking about the missing dinosaurs. I think I must have just this missed This is a Bernstein Bears thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, all right. So why don't you go kind of talk about spoilery what. Okay. Like. like why I'm mad. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Why am I mad? Um, because WandaVision was one of the. The year that it came out, I believe it was my top favorite thing, piece of pop culture that year. And it went through this amazing arc of how we deal with grief and what grief means and how we have to let things go and we don't injure other people in order to make our lives better just so that we can be more safe and comfortable and we feel that pain when we walk away from it and it said oh yeah that's nice we're gonna throw that away and you know what that character that went through all of that and that you really rooted for we're gonna annihilate her and turn her just into this like grief-stricken mother who is willing to torment a child sacrifice a child in order to mother her own children which she will take away from another woman and i I thought it was awful i i the more i think about it the madder i get the more upset i am that they did this to this character and this piece of character assassination just really pisses me off i think that's totally fair 
And I agree. And I remember when this came out, I kept reading things like Wanda's going to be the villain. And I was like, that's ridiculous. They wouldn't fucking do that. Right. Me too. Yeah. And I think we were like, that would be dumb. There's going to be some twist or something. And spoilers, there are no twists. No, she's just straight the villain who eventually has the exact same realization that she had all through WandaVision in not nearly as nice a way. And then she kills herself. Quote, unquote, because she didn't kill herself. She'll be back. But yeah, and a lot of this wouldn't bother me as much if there weren't like three fucking women who are like leading Marvel movies in the entire franchise. Like you're really just because you don't have the rights to X-Men, you're really just doing the Dark Phoenix story, which we've done and complained about on this podcast many a time. It's women can't handle Grief and emotions and power. Mm-hmm. And together those two things are terrible and make them dangerous. Whereas with men, it strengthens them and mm-hmm. gives them, you know, resolve and character and nuance. And it is, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible comic book trope that needs mm-hmm. to stop. And it's funny. It's like, I'd say I expect more out of Sam Raimi, but I, I, I would not go anywhere near calling any of Sam Raimi's pieces even like feminist. He doesn't. No. He doesn't even. Think he just about does these horror. Things. I think yeah. I don't know that he's ever he's, thought I will go and be any sort of political or make any kind of statement. Totally like not thinking about the politics yeah. of anything he does. I agree. Um, with that. Which is sometimes sort of fun about him. Like you just sort of there's no clutter of that. Right. But but on it the other stuck hand, out the machine of this clearly they said this is what you're doing and he went okay and on the other hand yeah it's like did you go if if any director alive went and watched wandavision and then they handed them this script would have gone okay but we already did this arc for this character and it was done better and it left her in a position where she should actually be helping yeah and can we figure out some little 15 second thing where we explain that this isn't that wanda or we do something where she doesn't remember there was a fix to this where you could have still made her a villain i'd have still been pissed yeah but where you could have made her a villain without having to betray everything that the people that watched wandavision and sat with vision saying you know what is grief if not love come to life and all of that and without having gone through the her selflessly giving up her husband and her children and apologizing to the people she hurt in the meantime i just well and you know what they did do a little of that and you know what it was a fucking book because you know what don't let women read books because <laughs> knowledge and power is like combined with grief Woo. Watch out. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm talking myself out of liking the movie now. but um, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy yeah. sitting with it. I just, this is a big, it's a big deal. Well, it is a big deal really considering how few, like, female characters there are with leading properties yep. in the MCU especially. It's and just I like bad for Elizabeth Olsen. She's yeah. so talented and she knocked it out of the park with, park with WandaVision and she's obviously a thoughtful person and it. It breaks my heart that this is what they did to her character, that she has, you know, she played this stupid, you know, like she had nothing to do for several movies. And then they gave her WandaVision and she nailed it. And And then then they're like, okay, come back and be this super tropey. Here's an experiment. Have there been a, has there been a single male character that's like broken bad? They've all broken good. It's been like yeah. Winter Soldier. I mean, they break bad, but then they break good again. Right. I guess that's sort of the. I think other they trope. are going toward uh, what's his buckets the the friend 
in, in Spider-Man. They're, oh. they're working toward him breaking bad. Right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. No, because people will be like, we like him too much, and he's a dude. Like, we're going to keep yeah. him good. Yes. Like. Yes, exactly. But yeah. women can't handle that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some problems. Um, I do want to call out um, just some of the delightfully silly Raimi scenes. The music battle, which only oh just a couple days ago was I like, oh my god, that was a sorcerer's apprentice nod. Yep. Fantasia. I didn't even think about that. Like the battling sorcerers yep. yeah, yeah. and like, but instead they were throwing music at each other. So funny and weird. And I keep reading bros being mad about that as like a sign of this movie being like stupid and corny. Because they I'm didn't like, want it to be, because it wasn't blood. Stay mad. Yeah. And oh, like that was fucking die angry. Such a fun, like weird surreal like that kind of stuff was delightful um also just dr strange's like cloak of demons at the end just yeah, made me giggle so good they were there was this movie but it is funny people are like that movie was a mess i'm like i don't think it was a mess mm-hmm. i think it had problems like fundamentally yeah. sort of thematically but um and politically but i i didn't think it was messy i actually thought it felt very like contained in a nice way no, that Marvel movies don't yeah um but yeah, and also it does have the problem. Strange is still like kind of the most boring character. That's another problem. Well, um, cinnamon toast and crunch is a boring guy. So you got it in. I did. Fanny's been dying to get this in here all episode, and I, and I Justin will allow said that I one. could not. <laughs> not in the intro. Like but now, this ain't my podcast too. <laughs> now, now he deserves it. Now we've now we've laid the. the I'm an angry work. woman, and I'm going to call him cinnamon toast and crunch if I want. Fair enough. Even though he didn't really do anything. Bad. Was, except yeah. his accent. Yeah, except his, his accent, accent was bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I and speculating about where this goes. So there's some in credit scenes. I I've read a bunch of Marvel. I had no idea we had to look up in I the read car it right to home, you on the like, car right <laughs> What the hell was going on with Charlie Theron and like her weird like. 80s club girl makeup i don't I'm... the two most important words you just said to me were charlie's theron that's all <laughs> i need to hear <laughs> um uh, yeah i don't i don't know uh, where so what are your okay we should take a, some bets about the future of i know you don't care i or well and i don't me. know what the fuck do i know <laughs> so do we think krasinski will be yes Doctor, yes. What Reed Richards is. I name. do believe that he will be Reed Richards. I do. You, are you excited about that in the slightest? I do not care. Yeah, same. I I don't think I care about a Fantastic Four movie, anyways. No. But seeing him for five minutes, I was like, weird ears. Not interested in that. I don't know. I don't want to see any more of that. Thank you very much. I don't need to see you stretch around. I've seen it, sir. Thank you. Um, and. Um, um, so this is episode 172 <laughs> when the uh, Fantastic Four movie comes out and Justin wants to go see it. Uh, episode 172. I mean, I'm gonna going to have to see it, even, <laughs> even to just neg on it. Um, also, I think Patrick Stewart, probably done. That was just like a last. Yeah, that like, is... Just, I did a good thing. Please kill me now so yeah. I don't have to do this anymore. Thank yeah. You. I'm going to go live with my foster pit bulls and leave me alone. Yeah. Also, that whole Illuminati plot could have just done I just wanted it. to say the Illuminati yeah I could have done with way more just like jumping through dinosaur paint universes and yeah there was not no done Justin. yeah there are dinosaurs paint? somewhere yes, there. there's no dinosaurs um, just paint. all right please weigh in this is a great example of why we need your help a were there dinosaurs in the trailer no b were there dinosaurs in the movie no yeah I think a yes no. b no um there apparently Both was no. a lot cut but and I will totally watch the extended five-hour version of this, which is how I know of I like. Of course you will. <laughs> um, although I don't really do that. Um, no, you don't. 
They don't do that, I said. No. The, yeah, they don't do more. You don't usually do. Cuts. You often say things that you're going to watch and then you don't because would, it turns out you're not ex- actually interested. I would watch an extended cut of this. Okay. Um, this is not just my brain tricking me, I swear. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just want to, you would only watch an extended version so you could see if there were dinosaurs. Yeah. That is the only reason. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What right. do you do in pop culture, Justin? <laughs> I saw a very sweet, delightful show that is great for this fucked up, terrible fucking world that we live in. Um, just taking your mind off of all of it. It's called Heartstopper. It is, I don't even know if it's objectively a good show. I'm going to go out there and say maybe it's just like a totally fine show. But it's about two adorable, young, British, gay, queer kids who find each other. Um, and they're from kind of different social scenes one kid is sort of the gawky uh you know kid who's super into like music and it's got these ears that stick out and he's very sweet and he's sort of been out for a while because somebody outed him at school and the other is this uh sort of rugby player kid who's sort of the very bland like jockey kid in in any of these kinds of movies but he's sort of like has more depth than you think also olivia coleman plays his mother so he's automatically got like some extra cred right there um this is just a really sweet show there's like a trans character who's like gone to another school and the series opens with it's not a spoiler because it just starts with this she's like gone to the girls school and it just starts with her there and they sort of all know each other and are like friends and they don't it's sort of never like a thing there's just sort of like sort of vaguely hint that she's like I've come out as trans. I'm like making my way in this girl's school and it's a little rough and we're going to let you figure out why. But also like, that's not really my story. My story is just like, I'm a new kid at school. Right. (laughs) And it's so refreshing and cool. And um, yeah, it's just a very funny, sweet show. Great music. It's based on, I believe, a graphic novel. Um, So there's lots of funny little like doodling in the margins. I mean, it's become such a cliche at this point, but it's sort of delightful in this. Um, Heartstopper. I really like it. It's so short. You're going to tear through it, and you're going to, uh, you're going to cry a little bit. Yeah, I'm great. I, I've done enough of that recently, but yeah, yeah I'll get there. Grace and Frankie, uh, man, a show that does not work at all. Also on Netflix. Um, this is the uh, show that's been going on for God knows how many seasons. Seven. I don't even know. Um, this show is so terrible. I don't know why I'm I, now. I'm just like I need to finish it. I feel bad because I know uh, uh, some friends that are posting that they're just starting watching it and they're just like it's fun and i'm like yeah everything's fun for like the first round on the pukey roller coaster and then it's like you're like let's do it again and again and again it's like no it's not fun anymore um at this point grace and frankie are uh spoilers sorry for the final you know eight episodes of grace and frankie are going down to Mexico and stealing drugs and smuggling them across the border, which they all constantly joke about sticking in their holes because they're old ladies and old ladies talking about sticking things in their holes. Hilarious, right? That's so funny. Um, ah. Yeah. It's the laziest, like, like make old ladies say crude things. And I know they, I know that takes away their agency in making those dumb decisions, but they're still dumb decisions to say those things. Um it's really bad. Dolly Parton's going to show up at some point. That's all I know. But she was mean to you once in a dream. 
I know that's right, but I she, think of it all the time. She could never be mean. No, she wouldn't actually no. be mean to you. I know she wouldn't, but I every time I see her, I think, <laughs> "Oh, you were mean to Justin in a dream, and he's still sad about it, and you need to meet him and be nice to him so that he can get over it." That was a very, very strange dream, and I love that you forgot it. Do you remember it? Because I think I like blocked it out. Um, no, it, it worries me. <laughs> I really need you to meet Dolly Parton and her to be nice to you to erase the thing. All it right. upsets me. Dolly, if you're listening, let's make that happen. Please do. Um, but yeah, this show is. It's not good. It's just like so. It's like interesting when we talk about queer representation of Hard Stopper and Grace and Frankie. Like Grace and Frankie is obviously like I always forget that it's actually a queer show about Martin Sheen and right. you know uh, Sam Waterston Sam. being a couple. But it's like it's so unbelievable, and they have no chemistry. And it's well, they are two of the straightest men in the world. Yeah, I, Waterston could maybe pull it off, but Sheen is not. I don't even think Waterston could pull it off. He's got that kind of sheen of I've probably been an asshole to 90% of the women I've dated that just doesn't translate into like an old queer guy. Just I don't. He plays a real dopey guy in this. And so it's sort of fun to see him do that. There's things that I don't hate about this. but Who was he supposed to have been married to? Grace or Frankie? uh, Lily Tomlin. So there's sort of these like wacky hippie like. Which so it was funny. obvious that, that she was gay and he was gay and you know, moving on. It's, I mean, I know yeah, that in the show she's not she's gay, not, but yeah, um, it's just it's it's not great. Why <laughs> I'm still watching it. And poor June Diane Raphael, we love you, but you're stuck with the like worst like boss bitch character ever, and she's fighting with her sister, and it's like all of it's totally uninteresting. Anytime any of the kids come on now, it's like. I don't even like these fucking main characters, but like, can we just get back to them? I don't want to see your fucking kids. Can Thank we get you. through this? Yeah, it's very much. Can we get through this? That is the name of that show. Um, I've been also watching Drag Race España because I am just, it, I'm on the just, yeah, I've talked. Give me the drip. Come on, tap in my veins. Put it right in there. Um, Never. So bad. Uh, the Spanish one is hilarious because the you know apparently the sensor kind of thing is a different situation there's a lot of like blurred out like butts and balls and people keep like showing their their parts and it's just their bits of, their bits and it's sort of funny and also the spanish like hosts are just like crazy i'm just like who are you people they're so i keep i love watching it and then googling like who is this person and what do they do outside of the show? And then I like watched their like insane music video and I'm like, yes, you are a superstar in Spain. <laughs> yes. Um, this show is nuts. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, okay. I've been reading. I saw, I saw, I read the house next door, which we've been talking about a bit. Uh, Ann Rivers, Siddons, Siddons. Siddons. I think it's Siddons, um, but I don't a know. Book written uh in the 80s super curious because i think i read this in 1989 90 not that long after it came out yeah no 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 so she i listened to it on cassette tapes oh wow i should tell you how long ago it was so it's funny i when i was so this is i landed on this book because it was sold as sort of a a great modern haunted house story and it is indeed a contemporary house in this very like Sort of right? no, it's the South. Oh, so it's sort of this like Southern liberal like suburb, like right. these wealthy liberal Southern. Moron. Yeah, it's very like as I said to you, Fanny Flag's judgy aunt. Like it's very like which all of Ann Riverson's other stuff is like. Yeah, Fanny Farmer's judgy aunt, and she's never written another like even spooky story, let alone like horror ever. Yeah, it's all like Southern it's... generational stuff. 
odd in that I started reading it and I said to you, I think, if this fucking hypocrite, like, liberal woman Colquitt is not actually, like, turn out to be the monster, I'm going to be super pissed. And then I... It's so fucking long, and I kept reading it like, oh, my God. I started skimming, and I don't do that very often. I was, like, really, like, I'm going to skim this. And I, it was the kind of book I could read the first sentence of each paragraph and, get there. and just get there. I was like, wow, this is literally how you wrote this. I don't have to read these other fucking Again, words. Again, I listened to it, so I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if I've ever actually, like, read with my eyeballs. I've listened to it a few times. Yeah. And so the end kind of insinuates that maybe she is oh and yeah I was no like, I, that was always my feeling that there I was, was a, surprised but the book doesn't it doesn't land doesn't do anything with definitive. that yeah and it also doesn't do anything with no. that I, I don't know what's happening with that book i did not enjoy it i will not be reading any more of her books well she doesn't have another one like that not like that Nothing. exactly so no. i wouldn't be I drawn mean, to that kind of thing anyways of other stuff. yeah i've never read any yeah. of other stuff either but yeah like i remember super enjoying it and thinking it was good and spooky and weird yeah again it, it was is spooky there's some spookies up 30 years ago that i read it so here's a clue that and again it's sort of the stephen kingy thing there is this house that makes people do base terrible right. bad shit, which, of course, the first thing that happens Includes. is two guys have a like a hookup and people discover that they're hooking up. And it's like, they're not gay. The evil house made them have gay stuff. And you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you're doing like, no, that? they're gay. And then you're reading it later. And the husband, this is when I was like, OK, they better be the fucking antagonist right. of this story. Says something about the fags or whatever. And I was like. Are we doing like these are our main characters? Like, are we actually right. supposed to like these characters? Like, or are they? Are we insinuating that they're just as terrible and they're yes. hypocrites? I always read it as in that Colquitt and her husband weren't good people. Okay, I'm very curious. That's the one. I mean, I mean, I'm not that curious. <laughs> I never like, read it that Colquitt and her husband huh. were good people. They certainly frame themselves as good people. Yeah, no, so. well, absolutely, yeah. but yeah. so do all people in exactly. situations yeah. like that. So my reading of it Maybe always I just read was it totally the, wrong. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It yeah. just could have been just my the way my brain right. translated it. You know? Right. I again, I haven't read it in thirty years. I yeah. I have been interested in going back to visit it because I remember very little about it except that it spooked me out. There's a lot of hilarious tawdry sex that is yes. like hilarious when it happens. Like I did laugh every time somebody was supposed to be like having like demon sex. I'd just be like, oh, that's funny. oh yeah, demon sex. Yeah. We like demon um, sex. Uh, on another totally different page about the same kind of haunted book topic, uh, Broken Girls by Simone St. James. Fanny and I were talking about this earlier and realized that Fanny has talked about a previous book first on this podcast. Sundown, Sundown Motel. Sundown Motel. Um, this book is... And I own Broken Girls. Very, uh, you know, I could even feel the cookie cutter of it when I'm reading it, but it's a tasty cookie. <laughs> no, she's a good writer. It's like she's a good writer. I can really feel like it's not anything you've never heard before, but it's very economic. Yep. It's very sort of like the characters are tough, but you sort of like they're yep. not annoying. You kind of know where they're coming from. The 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 spook stuff happening in it is actually kind of chilling. I got a little like, ooh, yeah. What's over my shoulder when I was reading it? So I, I'm enjoying this. Um, Finally, I went to a concert, uh, Big Thief, a band that I've sort of admired more than really connected with. They're sort of a critical, darling, folky, whatever band. Uh, I saw them at the Fox Theater. They were fucking rocked. They're sort of this quiet, like, folky, delicate, whispery band. And I was like, is this going to annoy me? And they had heard that they, like, really tear it up live. And I was like, what does that even mean? And they, like, I've never heard a band where, like, the 
live show is really like so different from what they put on record. The songs are the same, but they just like bang away and like thrash. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's a little confusing, but I really enjoyed it. Um, Thanks. All right. Should we do both stuff sure, that we saw? Both, both things. Both things. Uh, Moon Knight finale. Um, we've been talking about Moon Knight. What did you think of the Moon Knight finale? You want I really me to go liked first? it. Okay. What did you think? I really liked it too. I mean, it was goofy. Yeah, it was goofy. It was rushed. Yeah. I. This is one where usually we're saying, yeah, they could have like taken two episodes out. They yeah. Done. I know that they did these in pairs, so they could. I would. I would hesitate they, to say they could have done two more, but they could have done at least one more. I agree. Yeah. Because they rushed a few things, and so the emotional beats were a little bit rushed or not there. I agree. But I, in as a whole, I really enjoyed it. I really liked. Are we spoiling? Yeah, we're gonna okay. spoil Moon Knight. I guess I so. Really Turn away if you don't want well, one Moon Knight suit, two Moon Knight suits. We haven't seen the third Moon Knight. Have we? Does he have a suit, or is he just a psychopath? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked Layla's turn as the Scarlet uh, Scarab. I, I thought was she was delighted. Great. It was delightful when she when she finally tells the the hippo, okay, but. Just for just for just for temporary. That <laughs> was a then great she's scene. So thrilled, yeah, with her wings, and she's so good at it. And and again, good action scenes. Yep, yep. And yeah. then Stephen being excited to show her that he's a badass now, but I don't think he needed to be a badass because his superpower that. is his brain and his thinking, and the two of them together make a complete person. So yeah. I don't understand why him having sticks and swinging things and doing kung fu meant that he completed everybody. But it was cute that he wanted to show Layla that he could do it. That was I. I I'll give them that moment, but I didn't, I would have, I, I understand that they want to show the Mr. Knight suit and I get the way that they were defining those two characters, but I really think so much of the show's message was together we make a complete superhero Yeah, that I didn't think they needed to do it that way. There would have been a really interesting thing if they're final combined Moon Knight thing was sort of a fusion of the two of them. Right. But it would have been a voice choice. Right. Like blending the voices. Exactly. Or something. But it just seemed thematically like, isn't that where this was going? Was right. like them learning to sort of... Right. Which, I or guess, even make it that it was, you know, instead of the two of them in two different suits, make yeah. it that it switched back and forth. Or, right. And you know, one is something. sort of the intellectual problem right. solver and one's the like right. muscle or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, of course I loved, you know, Mark realizing that he, you know, Mark deciding to go back for Stephen, which should have, that was a brushed. Yeah, and, that was you definitely know, Speaking to the, to the sand frozen version of Stephen and, you know. That got me. You're the only superpower <laughs> I ever needed. Just, yeah, of course, it's going to get you because Oscar Isaac's a pro. Yeah. And that was very touching and very true. And, you know, understanding the intelligence and the emotion is my superpower. Okay, yeah, that's going to get all of us nerds. Um, but, like, what the hell happened to Layla? Do we know? Where, where's Layla now? By the Do end you, of it. Can you tell me where she is? No, uh, you can't. No, but I no. know what her character's name is. I understand that, Scarlet Scarab, <laughs> but do you know where she is? No. Want to know why? Because they don't tell us. Yeah. Nobody knows where the fuck she is. Yeah, I didn't really, wasn't interested in her story at the end. Mm. They ran out of time, right? Nope. Yep. Yeah. They just went, oh, that, there's Scarlet Scarab, Scarab, yep, she's good. Everybody's big fight. Let's put Steven in bed. Yep, everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, fine. And now he's got two fish. Isn't that cute? Where's Layla? 
My other complaint is, besides my usual Ethan Hawke is boring complaint. He's not boring. Is the, um, man, talk about boring. Those other avatars. Why are they so boring? Right? Like, why don't they do anything? Like, <laughs> kick some ass. I was You're really like. God's avatar. This is the fun part of the show, is that you have avatars for all of these wild, crazy gods. Wait. Why are you like some boring middle manager from, like, a department exactly. store in London? And like, the other. Yeah, the other fucking exactly. We have Scarlet Scarab, Moon Knight, and you know Harrow with his freaky moving tattoo and his creepy cane that makes him be allowed to kill people. And then it's like, oh, you didn't carry the one. Yeah, the other people. The I- other people were so dull. <laughs> yeah. And then the other part that made me laugh in the finale, and we're being harsher on it than we should, was when they ran out into Cairo and they're like. Quick, convert and kill everybody. And they're like in Cairo being like, hey, no, you, show me your wrist. And you're like, there's a lot of people in Cairo. You realize, like, how are you going to... How are you going to do this in this? There doesn't seem to be that many Harrow supporters. There was a love. Yeah, but you can kill people pretty quickly. That's true. You just got to look at their wrists. But that's still like time for word to get out that the crazy cult is looking at people's wrists. One would hope. (laughs) I would go hide my wrists. Overall, I enjoyed it, but it was pretty freaking goofy. Um, But I sort of enjoyed the goofiness of it. And he's he's just a dreamboat. Okay, you want to move on to our next thing before I lose you to thinking about Oscar Isaac? Sure. Uh, Are you going to sing it or am I? You sing it. We're going to be famous forever. Yes. I wanted more than that. Because forever's too short. We're going to be famous together. Can we be done now? I hate myself a lot. Oh, I love it so much. Um, Wow, Girls 5 Five Eva is back. We talked about it. Feels like a million years ago. The first yes. season is back on the second season on Peacock, which is free. By the way, you don't have it to is. pay for Peacock, which I keep forgetting. So just go get you some Girls Five Eva because it's the only thing on there that I can think to tell you to watch. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, there's some other stuff. I, I think Yellowstone's on there. Yeah, never seen it. Well, not Yellowstone. Oh, no, the apps. I think it's actually all of the spinoffs are on Peacock, but they sold Yellowstone to CBS, and they're waiting. Now they're sad that they did. That's what happened. Never mind. Yellowstone is not on Peacock. Okay, um, Girls Five Eva. It's back three episodes. You said three episodes have dropped. Um, there will be eight this season. It is so fun. It's I so good. Laughed hard. I've only watched one. Fanny's watched all three. I laughed harder at. That half hour. I just the Tina Fey wit and her yep. style is on point. Yeah, and I love that the show you know, this is just yeah, it's lets that kind of humor be a little like F F bomby, like yep. it's sort of got a fun pushes it just enough, but like a not in an annoying way. You never yeah. feel like they're like, We can swear on Peacock. Like No, not at all. Yeah. I love the show. It's yep. ridiculous. There is a bit in the first episode with um I forget her name. Chloe Feynman, I think is her name. She's from uh, the current cast of SNL as a fellow uh, mom at the school where one of the women's kids goes to school. I don't want to ruin the bit, but it is like it's so good, like literally one of the best jokes I've seen on TV in yeah, ages it's really the way good. it unwinds. Uh, it's hilarious. And it's got a great payoff. And every you know what it is with this show? It's just like and 30 Rock had a bit of this. Every, there's no throwaway characters. No. Like, all the little side characters, that new, like, manager guy they have is mm-hmm. hilarious. Like, there's just... He's not new. Oh, 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 oh the new... The, the pro, I thought you meant the... Never mind. Yes. Okay. He is new. Yeah. He's amazing. Yes. And just, like, like even when the script's not good, he's, that guy can just, like, sell yep. every little bit. Um, all four of them are amazing. Their <laughs> he drops the chapstick down the stairs. Oh, my God. I was dying. <laughs> 
Uh, there's Paula Pell doing this crazy, like, drug It's adult Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds song. Dream. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, yeah. And it stays good? It I, I won't be disappointed? Okay. No, you won't be disappointed. Good. It stays really good. Yay. I love you this show. You will enjoy the next two episodes. It's, it's a good way to spend 22 minutes. And people don't seem to be talking about the show. Everybody, oh, Girls I... 5 Eva, like, watch it. It's yeah. so good. I've heard plenty of people talk about it, that it's coming back. Wow. Yeah. I, it's like my world yeah. of internet. Yeah, Nobody you didn't know about, about um, Severance either. Every, so every, on everybody's like, are there dinosaurs in Doctor Strange? That's my corner. No, that's just you. <laughs> the rest of us are over here watching Severance and Girls 5 Eva. Right. Join us. You'll and have a, more fun. And apparently Shining Girls. So why don't you tell us what you did? <laughs> Yeah, um, Shining Girls on Apple TV+. Plus. First, do you want to talk about Elizabeth Moss, Justin? Because the Glow Goat's over here wanting <sighs> to hear your thoughts on Elizabeth Moss. So I think I have been a little bit of a Moss defender, a Moss, I think you have apolog- been. Moss apologist. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like a real like study. I'm a Moss apologist 101. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a profile that came out of her in the New York New Yorker. Um, it was very much about her just complete like denial about all of her Scientology. Like every sort of paragraph of it ended with like, and she's clearly lying to us about that too. Like it didn't say that, but it just felt that way. Um, yeah. It just made me really just like hate Scientology. And I found her very, she came across off-putting. as very off putting and unpleasant and like, hmm. like probably a nightmare to work with when mm-hmm. everybody around you goes like, Oh, she's really professional. She doesn't bring that stuff up, but I don't really know her very well. She doesn't really, it's like, yeah, she's a monster. She's a monster. <laughs> yeah. And she just glares at the yeah. camera. I, um, I, that's where I'll differ is I think she's naturally actually a really interesting, good actor. I still think so, but I don't like her. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. But I yeah. think most of her, she plays these I'm not saying that she's not good at it. I'm saying that her range is not very good. She plays the same sort of very contained rage and uh, bottled up emotions. And it all comes out in glaring at the camera. I am not claiming she is not talented. I am saying she does one thing very well. Right. Um, And Shining Girls, I read the book. It's, uh, It's a very good sort of weird psychedelic book. Without too many spoilers, the basic story is it is about a serial killer who basically has a like a time travel window, um, and his goal is to kill Shining girls. Um, girls who have read The Shining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, kind of not, but yes, it's The Shine. It's like they're magical or powerful okay. in some way. I'm not going to go too into it from there. Um, and Elizabeth Moss was supposed to be one of his victims in 1989, I think. And, uh, she survived and now her reality shifts. Oh, it sounds actually now I'm like, that sounds sort of fun. No, you'd probably actually really like it. You would probably really like the book. Uh, Lauren Breckles, I think is the, the author. Um, the show is, it's expensive. It looks good. It has a great cast. I, the two and a half episodes, I didn't finish the third one yet because I had something to do. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, It's got a great cast. It's a weird trippy story. Um, I'd forgotten a lot of the books. So Jamie Bell plays the drifter killer guy and he's good at being creepy, which I didn't realize Jamie Bell could be creepy because, you know, he's Billy Elliot. Right. And my son's favorite movie when he was three years old was, Aww. Mommy, let's watch Billy Elliot. <laughs> How's the so, gore levels? It's not bad. Not bad. Not okay. Bad. 
Um, I watched The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. I was, you know, Michael Huseman is in the first season. That was my big selling point. I was not super enthused on this show. I really like the second season better. I think they have a handle on who their characters are a lot better and that their story was kind of more interesting in a weird way. So, yeah. Um, I watched the follow-up episodes of The Way Down, also on HBO. This is the basically that woman that told you that if you believed in god you'd stop eating and so then you'd be thrilled uh thin and then she died in a plane crash oh right this is a couple of follow-up episodes where they interview people about the fact that she died in a plane crash skip it doesn't matter okay uh made for love season two this is the um sci-fi show with um why can't Kristen uh christina or is it christine miliotti and uh Billy Magnuson and Ray, everyone hates Raymond. What the hell's his name? <laughs> Everybody thinking, loves Raymond. Now I'm thinking of what's his name from Everybody Loves Raymond? The main yeah, guy? Yeah, that guy. The main guy. Oh my God, what is his name? Ray Romano. Ray Romano uh, is in this? Yes. I guess you talked about oh this. Oh my I God, you, about you this. watched like three or four episodes of the first season. He has a sex doll and uh, it's, right. it's speculative and the husband put a chip in their head where they would be soulmates and then right. she went out on the run after him. Right. And at the very end of the first season, she submits to go back to his weird compound because her father has cancer and he won't be treated for it. And so she agrees to stay while he treats her father for cancer. I love this show. Nice. Still good? Yep. Still good. Still love the show. Is it HBO? It's HBO. Okay. Love the show. Uh, Hulu, Under the Banner of Heaven, because I'm going back to my true crime documentary, uh, docudrama series things. Um, Under the Banner of Heaven is Hulu's uh, represent, representation. I Wow, that's not the word I want. <laughs> Dramatization? Write. Dramatization of the John Krakauer book about the fundamentalist LDS murders in uh, Salt Lake City from the Lafferty family. And Oh, is that... What was the documentary that we watched? Was that the one that we no. watched about the... No, that was the that one was, about the That books. was about the books. Okay. This is actually... This is... Okay. Very, it's hideously sad. Okay. Um, a woman and her children are given Ugh. up to a blood sacrifice. Oh, God. Um, and his... And the, the husband's brothers are super fundamental... L- fundamentalist lds and they tried to get away and um the book is fucking fabulous john krakauer is an amazing writer and any and any of his books are great but um has a wonderful history of 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 the mormon religion both fundamentalist and you know mainstream uh andrew garfield is really good in this his accent's terrible but he plays a a mormon uh you know policeman who's investigating this so he so it's you know it's his faith as well but it's his faith corrupted in to do terrible things he's really great and they the way they deal with murder scenes is really much from his uh, pov so you don't see the the gore right um i think this is really good it's i'm I'm really enjoying it it's 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 intense but garfield's great the rest of the cast it is packed full of really just fabulous actors wyatt russell's in this um rory culkin um What's his bucket from Avatar? Sam Worthington, a whole bunch of that people whole doing seems bad like creepy Mormons. Yeah, no, they're they're all, all playing creepy is. Mormons. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, Daisy Edgar Ridley. Um, well, I that's not her name, but yeah, I know who you're talking. Yeah, you about. know what I'm talking yeah. about. She plays the the woman who is murdered. Um, it's great. It's really good. I I recommend it. It's it's a rough sit, but it's worth. It's really good. Um, 
Speaking of bad accents, HBO has put on The Staircase, which is the dramatization of the making of the documentary about the forming of the case to put before the jury of Michael Peterson, who probably killed his wife on the staircase, maybe, we don't know. Um, but probably an owl didn't do it, is all I'm saying. Um, oh, is that the... That's the alibi. Yeah, that's the owl thing. <laughs> Only apparently now they're saying it's bats, but it was owls back in the day. Um, Colin Firth's accent is rough, you guys. <laughs> um, so is Sophie Turner's. So is Dane DeHaan, who is basically playing like the lost alcoholic Hank's brother. I got to say I'm not into any of that cast. Yeah, Tony Collette. That I'm into. Might, might I remind <laughs> you that Tony Collette is in yeah. this. Also Parker Posey. Um, who's really good, uh, and um, the guy that's not Martin Donovan, but who... Okay, so when Kevin Spacey fell from grace, Martin Donovan got bumped up to um, (laughs) Kevin Spacey, and then Peter Guini, I think, G-U-I-N-N-E, he got bumped up into the Martin Donovan's, um, (laughs) and he plays Mike Peterson's uh, brother, and he's really good. Um, Anyway, it's, it's worth watching if you're at all interested these are not bad performances, but you gotta. I think you kind of just gotta be interested in the yeah, the, yeah. yeah, or just the subject matter at all, right? To be interested. Um, swimming with sharks on the Roku channel. Yes, that's what I said. The wow, Roku channel. That's where we're going. This is yeah. Kierna, uh, Kiernan Shipka and um, Diane Kruger and some other people. This is the. Speaking of Kevin Spacey, this is the television version written by Kathleen Robertson, who played the Chancellor's wife. I mean, the Chancellor's daughter, daughter on Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> um, she wrote this and also has a small part in it. I, I like Kathleen Robertson. I don't know why, but she always seemed like a good egg. Anyway, this is a retelling of the Kevin Spacey Michelle. Oh shit! I'm a terrible person. And Frank Wally, Michelle somebody that I can't think of her name. Uh, it's something boring like Phillips, but that's not it. Um, like the 1990s movie and... and was that uh, a was it a play first or a No, book, I don't think it, it was a play first, but it was okay. a movie. Frank Wally's the assistant to, like, is the new assistant to this, like, super asshole Hollywood guy. Okay. And then Michelle, who's, remember that movie. Yeah, whose yeah. name I can't remember. She's, like, the, the more senior assistant, and they, like, hold him captive or whatever. Anyway, this is a retelling of that in, like, eight episodes. I've watched three or four Kiernan Shipka's really talented. So is Diane Kruger. This is not worth your time. It's not that interesting. Any spin they give it is not that great. I'm going to continue to watch it. I will report back if it suddenly gets stunning, <laughs> but otherwise just don't worry about it. It's ended up on Roku. That's probably Yeah. After three years, I finally have more Barry and NoHo Hank on my television on HBO. Thank you for being back, Barry and um, NoHo Hank. I don't know why you haven't watched this show, Justin, because it's not that um, gory. And I love and Bill Hader. That, so, yeah, you yeah. would fucking love the show yeah. because Bill Hader is the best. And it's sort of about the, like sad people, right? That's yes, like, it's all about yeah. sad actor people <laughs> who are sad. Yeah. And and No Ho Hank, who is not sad and is the best. Nice. And you would love No Ho Hank. Okay. You need to know I, about No Ho I will definitely Hank. watch it. Okay, The Wilds on Amazon Prime. This is basically Yellow Jacket's light except that it was before Yellow Jackets, except that everybody forgot about it until now they are having Yellow Jackets uh, withdrawal. I thought, oh, I 
I know I watched the first season. I'll just jump right in. I put on the, I was like, okay, I don't remember a <laughs> fucking thing. So I went and watched like two recaps on, on YouTube. Okay, I'm good. I went and I started the second episode, the first episode of the second season again. I went, no. no. All right, I'm going to have to watch it. So I had to go back and watch the last episode of the first season. And then I was good. Then I was like, okay, yeah, no, I do remember. This show is fine. Rachel Griffiths is great. It has a fine premise that they are, they have expanded there. I do not want to give any spoilers at all, all because it's like super spoilery show. They've expanded well into not just doing a retread of their first season for their second season. And I know it's all dropped, so I will watch the rest of it and report back with, a, you know, a good spoiler warning. But I don't want to do that yet because I've only watched like one episode of I, the second season. It did pop up on my whatever do not watch it. scroll thing. And I was like, okay, they showed a bunch of people in suits watching the people on yeah. the beach and i was like you just kind of spoiled the show oh uh, well the, that's like, really image. good that's in the first it comes up in the okay. first season it's Got revealed it. super early okay. it's like Got within it. the it's like within the first two episodes of okay. the first season it's revealed that that's this is sort of a this okay. is a scientific experiment so i should watch it because it's too gross there's yeah. there was some really gross stuff in the first okay. episode of the second season where I was like just no Justin like like the, <laughs> this body gets attacked and and like half of the face oh, is gone and no. yeah that no. was like no, no thank so, you yeah that's what I did in pop culture this week great well we obviously talked about a lot of stuff we, we did want, we want to hear your thoughts were there dinosaurs in Doctor Strange um, no uh, should Fanny sing more often on the podcast no the answer is obviously yes um, Kate Kate Moss Elizabeth Moss um, can you get over her terribleness and enjoy no. her performances I don't know um, but anyways yes please talk to us we are at Facebook at the next podcast uh, you can email us at mission, motion to next at gmail.com we're sadly still on Twitter until the uh, com continues uh, you can see us here at the next podcast uh, I'm at Justin Hartung on Twitter and I'm at Fanny V Darling on Twitter and we will talk to you next time next time